Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Charlie Baker. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily. We were joined in the studio, weren't we, Andy? We were, by Terry Alderton and his good pal, surprisingly, Jonathan Pierce. <laughs> yes. well, I don't mean that surprisingly, but you wouldn't put them together normally. Not normally, no, but they were very funny together. It was a very, very nice uh, bit of time. And, and we had Martin Kellner and uh, Todd Macklin on... They were very, very good, so we've put them on the podcast. Oh, that's great. That's nice, isn't it? Well, you, it was your decision, Andy. Paul's not here. Paul's back on Monday. This is Charlie Baker. Here they are. What time is it? It's 1.05 and 49 seconds. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Andy. I would have definitely read that, but it's time check. But it's good time afternoon. Check. <laughs> and I wrote the script, and I nearly read, but it's time check. There we are. How are you, Andy? Nice to see I'm you. I'm good. Good to see yeah, you, Charlie. Yes. Paul was a bit upset that I was so enthusiastic about working with you yesterday. <laughs> You're all like, oh, good. It's no yes. <laughs> I uh, last night uh, I was looking around for a bit of sport to watch. Oh yeah, that's nice. And, uh, nice change for you. Well, that's right. And I caught a bit of Speedway. <laughs> I worked it out. I only ever watched Speedway to prove my point, yeah. which is there's never been a race in Speedway where the bloke who's leading at the first corner, doesn't go on to win the race. Is that, is that how it always works? Well, I was, it was 2-0 last night to me. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we'll have, we'll have Speedway fans getting it. I've been to live Speedway twice. Yes. No, to be fair, it's very, very exciting before they get to the first corner. Yeah. All that bit beforehand is great, but that doesn't last very long. But never mind, I quite enjoyed yeah, it. enjoyed it. But which, um, which teams was it? Can you remember oh, the names of the teams? Remember. No, it was you individuals. It was two semi-finals. I didn't... I didn't stay for the final. All oh, right, there we are. Didn't want to watch the hundred, no? Last mm, night, uh, no, I watched it. No, I'm all right. It's a bit much, isn't it? There's a lot of it, and uh, I mean, there's been some great. I, I watched David Milan play a great knock. Smeed played a brilliant in it. Yes, amazing. They have been, but I don't know. You know, it's all a bit <laughs> crash bang. Well, I'd still prefer the old Test cricket. Really. Yeah, I do. I'd prefer. The but test I am cricket. going. I'm going to the hundred, and with, it's good for kids. I'm going with my grandchildren in a couple of weeks. Time, I think that's so what it's for, isn't yeah. it? To try and get them in there. Yeah, get them in there. Uh, we were talking before. Mm. Um, I was saying, oh, Charlotte, you're on. You're on news, and Ben, you're on. Uh, you're on sport because often I've forgotten people's names. When I'm staring yeah, at the yeah. Mandy, oh, I know. And, and, and we yeah. were going to do other cool subjects, but I think your one is even better, which is when have you forgotten someone's name? Yeah. It's always brilliant. I was once on stage, staring at the comedian Rich Hall, staring <laughs> about. I was so, comparing the gig. So bad, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm staring at him, thinking, I don't know this man's name. I do not know who this is. And I'm there in Edinburgh, at late and live. You know, he's the big headliner, and I've not really built him up. And I'm staring. I'm going, I cannot remember this. So what I 
did was step away and I go, everybody get really loud, really loud. Please welcome. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> That's kind of that's how, all I could think to that's, do. That's kind of what I did too. I, I was uh, when I was producing fantasy football. Oh uh, yeah, the final show of the seventy that I produced, we had a rap party as you do in TV, and uh, two women from the studios had been our caterers, been the, in the canteen for all the shows. Yeah, and I knew that they were Val and Doris. Okay. But I didn't know which one was which. Oh, wow. And my wife came to the party, and, I, and they're standing there, and they come over to me, and she's standing there, so I'm like, well, I've got to introduce them. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, God, oh, which no. one's which? I just went, uh, this is my wife, Sue. Valandoris. <laughs> <laughs> With a sweep of Valandoris, the hand. Valandoris, lovely. A good cover there, That's a good, good cover. A good way around that, I was told once, because you know when you're standing with somebody yeah. and you've got to introduce them, you don't know their names or you've forgotten their names. Mm. A good way around this, desperation way around this, I was told once, is this. You go, I'm really sorry. So I'm introducing you, Andy. Mm. I'm really sorry. Um, I've forgotten your name. No, no. What, and what do you say? What did you say? You say Andy. Andy. Yeah. No, not your first name. Your surname. Oh, yeah, very good. It's good, good isn't it? It's and you've got very I mean, you, I mean, I mean, people will know I've been yeah. doing that now for my whole life. But it's a good way around it. That so is very clever. we'll take those eight ten eighty nine or um, at, at uh, TSH and J at Talksport on Twitter. When did you forget somebody's name and how did you get yourself out of it? We may even take your calls oh three seven one seven double two double three double. And the other thing I wanted to get you going on this afternoon was, mm. um, I don't know if you saw this, Andy, Vahid Halil Hodzic, there's a name you wouldn't forget, uh, Vahid Halil Hodzic uh, will miss another World Cup after he's been... <laughs> that was a bit of an Alan there, you pronounced it different both times. Oh, did I? <laughs> I just jumped in and went co- I went confidently at it. He's been sacked by so Morocco. Him, Vahid, what, what? Sorry, I forgot your name. <laughs> I forgot your name. <laughs> oh, of course I know it's Vahid. <laughs> Halil Hodzic. Yeah, no, we will do it. He'll miss uh, another World Cup after he's been sacked by Morocco, which is a shame for him. But it's mm-hmm. not the first time he's missed a World Cup. He's mm. been fired as Ivory Coast head coach. This was four months <laughs> before the 2010 World Cup, and by Japan two months before the Russian World Cup. So it's happened you, again. You could say he's a qualification specialist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's good at getting people qualified. He's never actually been able to. So I did think we could do. Uh, when did you do all the work? Yeah but take none of the credit. I mean, you've written jokes for lots of people, Andy, haven't you? You've written scripts for people. I've written jokes for people. And I don't actually mind if I've written a joke, someone going out and telling it and them getting the big laugh. Oh, yeah. Because you think, oh, well, I'm a, a bit to yeah, do with should, that. You, yeah, of course you are. Yeah. I mean, that's not getting three teams qualified for the World Cup and then and never actually going to a World Cup. <laughs> not quite, bad. Not quite, that, is it? So, no, uh, yeah. might land in When did you forget someone's name? When did you do get all the work and get none of the mm. credit? You know, maybe at work or something like that. 81089 or at TSH and J at Talksport 03717 Um uh, Got anything for us, Andy? Oh, do you yeah, want to kick us? You normally have some lovely stuff to kick us well, off. Well, there's, um, there's a piece on... <laughs> it's really good. This is a piece on M.M. Raducanu in Today's Sun. And it's got to the point now where they don't even mention the tennis... They just, I mean, she went out in the first round as usual. Yeah. Know? And it just said, Emma Raducanu proves she's a tower of strength on returning to her birth city, Toronto, where she was playing in the Canadian Open and went out in the first round, but don't mention it, and served <laughs> up this <laughs> update on Instagram. You think she's more active on Instagram than she is yeah. on court? 
I mean, it's it is amazing. Her story has been. I mean, I'm I'm, mm. I'm a big supporter of her. I think there must be some reason that it's not clicking in because you can't you can't with, with tennis you can't just have a blip where you win all those games in a row no and win a grand slam unless it is and that's you know that's her legacy that she's done a rat maybe you've done a radakanu will become the uh, mm. become the phrase yeah there we are meanwhile ask. brooklyn beckham wants to open a pub in la yeah, God. No, I thought it was. There's no jeopardy in this bloke's life, is there? You can open a pub; it can be a complete and utter flop. Who cares? Go and do something else. It's brilliant. Would you not go to Brooklyn Beckham's pub? Is he, do you know what he's going to call it? Yeah, I've been asked nice suggestions. For the that. left foot. <laughs> the right foot. The right foot in swinger. No, I don't think so. No, no. We'll, we'll but it's not. It's not. It's not his dad's pub. It's, a, it's his pub. Yeah, it? sure. Yeah. I mean, and he's. He's he has the money. Not known for anything, really. Got a he? mortgage on it, is he? <laughs> yeah, I should doubt it. <laughs> Brooklyn what, Beckons Park. What can you do? Uh, well done to Sun reporter Graham Nicholas yesterday. Oh, yeah. who got a laugh out of Scott Parker by basically wrapping th- four pieces of gaffer tape yes. around his arm. It was a nice what touch. What was that, actually. Andy? Do you know you're, you're a sartorial yeah, it's, expert? Um, it's a... Um, oh, what's the name of the guy? He's a desi- famous it's designer. It's a designer, is it? Yeah, Tom something. I've forgotten now. Um, but... Yeah, it's, a, it's a design his, that that's his, his thing. thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all right. A pretty it, horrible jacket. Did he really. put um, gaffer tape round his jacket or le- electric tape? It looked like electric it tape. It could be electric tape. Electric something tape, like that. Was but it? He, yeah, yeah. It was simulated. And Scott Parker, to his credit, thought it was very funny. But uh, he says that uh, he, he believes his team can get a result uh, to Manchester City tomorrow. Well, they can, but they won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can't say that. But no, obviously know, not. Right, well, you we're never gonna... know. Highly unlikely, but who knows? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, good afternoon. This is Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through until four o'clock. Paul's off until Monday. So it's me and Andy. Andy, uh, I just wanted to, we know we've been speaking about <laughs> Vahid Halehodic, which is the fifth different way I've said it, and how he'll miss the World Cup after being sacked by Morocco, having previously been sacked by Ivory Coast head coach and by Japan. He's never been to the World Cup. He's done all the work, got none of the credit. We've been asking for your stories on that on 810.89 or on at TSH&J. This is a lovely one here from Degsy in Essex. Uh, Many years ago, when I was learning to drive, I was calling my driver instructor Jim. He'd written on the side of the car, Jim Melrose Driving School. Learn today, <laughs> drive tomorrow. And then the telephone number. Whenever I had him talking with people, it did not sound like they were calling him Jim. But I addressed him as Jim and he always answered. For about six weeks, after about six weeks, I decided to find out for sure as we were driving along a dual carriageway one sunny afternoon. I said, Jim? And he said, yes. I said, is your name Jim? <laughs> <laughs> and he said... No, it's Doug. <laughs> we then fell into a redundant silence. Absolutely oh lovely. When did you do all the work? And, uh, and uh, uh, Exactly. And when did you get someone's name wrong? The next two people, you can't get their names wrong. I've known both of them. Well, I've known Terry a long, long time. Hello. I've met Jonathan a couple of times and I've listened to Jonathan my whole life. So it's absolutely lovely. We're joined in the studio by legendary commentator Jonathan Pierce and comedian and South End fan Terry Alderton. Good afternoon, Jim. No legend. No legend. <laughs> no, you know. Just just a bloke well, supports a rubbish problem team. You you blow, you does a few jokes. Terry, you blow hot and cold is the thing. Your career's up and down. I, go, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where we are at the moment with your career. Are you hosting live at the Palladium or are you... <laughs> No, I'm walking Which around my house crying it? in my pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're at one of those states. It goes up and down, Terry. <laughs> now, on the face Charlie, of it, this might be an unlikely friendship, but you you two have known each other for years, and I'm 
often seen you at the football writers mm-hmm. going mm. together. So you, you are mates. And is that how the podcast came about? Yeah, we've been friends a long time. I was doing a commentary at uh, at, the, at the famous Roots Hall, home of Mighty South End, and they were playing Crystal Palace. I was doing it for Capital Gold, and all of a sudden, South End scored, and a lunatic jumped up in front of me, <laughs> giving me a load of jit. And uh, a few months later, I saw him on stage, this lunatic down in Ballum, yeah. and I said to my missus, I think that's the aforementioned hooligan. <laughs> we went down to meet him, and it was yeah, me. Yeah, was uh, I, yeah. we 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 had no right in scoring, let alone scoring this winner against Palace. And it was, I think we won all down, and we went one or two all and yeah. beat them. They were fighting to to go up, I think, to the Premier League, and we were fighting to stay up. And of course, my mate had pre said to me, "Look, mm. look in there in the in the box there, the the, the commentary box. That's Jonathan Pearce." Yeah. So I'm going to. So it is. So as soon as we scored, I'm going bang, bang <laughs> on the glass, and he's looking at me going. He's commentating. You can't see it, obviously. But he's commentating. But look at him. He's have to go. What are you doing? Doing this? We used to because a lot of the a lot of the press boxes, commentary boxes, used to be glassed in. You know, you'd be behind wooden yeah. and glass. In. And uh, I remember we were at Peterborough. One Peterborough played Brentford. It was a it was a year that everything changed and went to Premier League ninety two. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Brentford, if they won at Peterborough, could go up two divisions effectively in a day. And I went up with uh, with Bobby Moore was co commentary with, with me then. Anyway, we went up and they put us in a seat where when the door opened to the press, we couldn't see. We couldn't see a third of the pitch. We just couldn't see it because the press man was stood up in front. Oh, I see it. Right. Right. When he doing the commentary, so I said to Bobby, "You stand up." And Brentford were kicking from left to right in the first. You point if it's Brentford in possession. Point left to right and, first, and do the numbers on your fingers. So I know it's a Brentford number seven, Billy Smith, whatever it is. Then he does eight, passes it to number eight, Joey Jones. And of course, it was fine until it went out on the left wing and went to number eleven. Oh, but we couldn't work out. <laughs> It was silent. <laughs> I think Brentford won. They went up anyway. Show it wasn't Norwich for Ipswich. Um, you'd, be, you'd have been all right. Uh, and, uh, you're a Palace fan, aren't you? What's that like when you're uh, a Bristol you City fan? Oh, this is you all... told me. You no, told me he was a no, Palace Bristol City fan. They think Bristol he's Palace or family. Arsenal, don't they? No, he's yeah. Bristol. All my life. All my life. And have I you ever thought co- you had an affinity co- for Palace? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. A, a lot of clubs. For my first game I ever saw was at Chelsea. Oh. It was a nil-nil draw back in the city. I think they played Sheffield Wednesday. It was a nil-nil draw. My second game was Bristol City nil, Derby nil. My third game was Halifax nil, Port Vale nil. <laughs> nice. I know what it was Welcome all about. to football. Nice. No, Bristol City. All my life. Your whole life. Yeah. And, and, is, and, and uh, I mean, they're, they're, it feels like at the moment, Bristol City, they've had a few years having a good go at it. And it feels like that, that sort of charge has, has weakened a little bit. They need I to say. understand what they want to be, really. Yeah, uh, you know, do they really want to go for the Premier League? They've got the, the chairman's got a lot of money, but he's put it into infrastructure. It's a fantastic stadium. It's, it's a great stadium. setup. A, a Bristol Sport with the rugby club and the basketball uh, venue being built and everything, and, and the women's club very strong down the now. So that's where a, a lot of the finance has gone to build all that up, and well done for that. And um, now they need, I think, to give the manager support and get them up into the. If you're if you're midway mm, yeah. in that championship come New Year, you've got a chance of making the playoffs, haven't you? You do. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the same in the National League where South, oh. End, South End United are. You can be rubbish till about end of February, and you still get a chance because you can yeah. come eighth. How how do you think South End have got on in the National League? Well, military? I think you're right in what you said with me giving it giving it we go straight back up, and then you get there, and that is a proper punch up, isn't it? I mean, that's that's a it's a real free for all. I think the problem with what we've been trying to do, I understand what Kevin Mayer is trying to do as manager. He wants to play as everyone wants to play fashionable from the back. But John Stilly, who's upstairs, old Stilly, John Still, he knows, I think, really, I think it comes down, like, get some bangers in there and bang your way out of that league. You've Hasn't really Stan, got to bang Stan your way Stan Collingwood got involved in Stan's the there, yeah. 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 
So uh, it's all got it's all got back on track. So I think we're going to be a better this this season. I yeah. think the lads that are together, they've got together. You know, when you want a team to gel, I mean that sounds ridiculous, but you do well. We were just saying this about Forest before we came in. Yeah, it's amazing how that team got them up. There's all that elation, and then they bought the what we saying they bought in fourteen players. Yeah, loads and, of players have been. I brought mean, in. so in, I, I, look, it it's might a bit work, weird. But it, mm. his, historically, it hasn't worked. Didn't we no, Fulham? Did it? No, it doesn't. But you could just change the manager then, in my opinion. You go, well, let's get a manager who knows the Premier League. I mean. Well, he's a good manager. No, Steve I'm not Cooper. having a go at Steve. No, no, I'm just I, 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 I was Cooper. fearful that you know that he. That Forrest, <laughs> I'm not having a go at Steve. I always think this about team managers that get teams promoted and then the team struggles and then they get sacked. And you think that's so unfair, really. But we'll we'll see what happens because he's a good manager. Now, tell us about this. We've t- chatted a little bit of football there. Tell us about your new podcast, Jonathan, the football friend, JP and T. I'm is assuming you're called? JP and yeah. JP and T, the football JP friendly. That's brilliant, Charlie. That's brilliant. I was working out who was who. Whoever came up with that name was... Oh, what a great... There must be a legend who ever come up with that friendly. name. I know, which, is, which is strange, really, the football friendly, because we hate each other, but anyway. <laughs> it was originally going to be called JP and T Lunch With. Lunch With JP and T, because we were planned to go out. And take and take the restaurants, and that's what we, we've done. One, uh, we, and- we've, we've done one lunch, and then we realised actually what we thought. We thought that the restaurants say yes, it's a great idea. You can have the restaurant for free. Oh, yeah, lovely! And yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, no. all the booze is on us. No. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, and if only there was a phrase, no so, such thing as a yeah. what, is, what is it? Yeah, yeah part system. Exactly. So we can't afford this. Three hundred quid each later, we went. Yeah. We met. Yeah. <laughs> so every six weeks we're going to do it. Any restaurants out there would love to have us. Uh, please contact. Us. Tell and, uh, us about the football friendly is it about you two as friends watching yeah, the football and also you mentioned John Still there he'd be a great example he's a proper football person a real football person and that's the sort of I, I'm going to from the world of football I'm going to have in people like that or current players ex-players managers so on commentators um, radio presenters if they're if we fancy inviting you and then from Terry's world and then I'm going to bring on people like uh, from the showbizy world you yeah, know lovely. so football meets showbiz so the likes of I'll yeah. have the likes of people who can sing and do comedy Charlie Baker yes. we'll have people like Charlie on. Uh, next the one on Monday we're recording what about uh, Lulu oh Lulu <laughs> they've got to know about football <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that Lou knows about football, and I haven't seen her in years. So you were on that program with this? Him, uh, yeah, but that was that was 1999. That was, was it? Yes. Do you know? Do you know London's Burning? When I was in that, that was 2001. As I say, your career blows hot and cold. Why? You're not we're gonna... Every 20 years. <laughs> We're gonna keep you. We're gonna keep you on into the next section. So we're gonna break. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna break. Okay. But we'll come we'll back to you in, in, in for the next section. Jonathan Pierce and Terry Alderton with us in the studio after these. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through till four o'clock. We're joined by Jonathan Pierce and Terry Alderton in the studio. They're laughing Don't about give away something. The secrets. They can't. Keep the secrets. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie, but we were just saying, every time we go back on air, Andy, Andy puts his hat back on. I said, why do you keep putting that? It's my broadcasting hat. Yeah, it's confidence. It's confidence. Do you know what I love about the programme? Because I listen a lot. I love it when England has scored 586 for two <laughs> in the first innings of a test. And then I go down and 
uh, and you'll be grumbling. Yeah, it should have been five hundred eighty-six <laughs> for one. It's fantastic, Jonathan. Yeah, you want to be in? Terrible, you want to be in that seat on a Monday when Chelsea have lost and Andy's not here? The amount of tech. Where's Andy? Oh, they want Where's to give Andy? It to him. All those oh, yeah. sorts of things. Well, they, there we are. We are joined that. by. I'm sure they'll get one on Monday. Don't <laughs> worry about that. We are joined by Jonathan Pearce and Terry Olsen. I've got a podcast out called The Football Friendly, available on all podcast platforms. Yes, I'm everywhere. assuming. Yeah, mm. Apple, Google, um, uh, on your smart speaker. Uh, oh, all on that, just say, yeah, J- mm. if you just put, say, JP Football, it'll come up. Jonathan Pierce Football, Terry Alderton, it'll come up. You'll find you wanted to JP. mention your other podcast. You, oh, I've got another one out as well called called Bear With Me, which is uh, which is completely different. This is more like a like a cartoon uh, on, of a podcast, which I am now getting animated, but it's basically a guy who lives with uh, what he thinks is a man in a bear costume, in a, in a man costume, in a bear costume, uh, living in a house, uh, Turkey Cock Lane, in Turkey Cock Cottages. Uh, just outside Colchester. It's a real place. Before <laughs> yeah. you dump me, it's a real place, right? And a uh, bear, basically, is a bear. But he's uh, the people can understand with the people live in the cottages. And uh, he lives with Ed and their mother, and she yeah, lives under the stairs. She's their smart this is, speaker. This is the career going up and down, Terry. Yes, yes. What I'm saying to you. Uh, no, no, he's doing very well, though. That's the mad thing. Good. Can I just say, it's, it's, it's bonkers. And you you got, it's bonkers. You it's completely it's mad, brilliant. but it's doing re- extremely well. That's and good. I just thought I'd come on and say I'm not just a football... Oh, oh yeah, it's, I'm rubbish. No, <laughs> it's called Bear With Me, and it's doing very well. But you've got to stick with the first two. Don't just give up. You've got to okay. stick with it. How many voices are inside your head at any one moment? Every, they're all here all the time. Oh, no. All, all, <laughs> it's quite all, worrying, all, it's just, isn't it? It's just hard work. And it, it was, we're on it. I'm at Colchester tonight. There's 20 tickets left. Oh, yeah. Go to Colchester to see yeah. you tonight. Yeah. Uh, we've got somebody here. Yeah, just uh, said Terry's just uh, I remember Terry in the film Blackball playing the doorman with Paul Kay and I've just got my tickets to see him at the lights in Ando. Oh great, yeah, that's doing well. There we are, There's not good. many left on that one. There we go. Well, Enough no, about Terry. You made a good point though, Charlie, about the Thank you for that. The current uh, situation with Ben and Newbank is perfect. Oh you, yeah, perfect so, so good because of course his son <laughs> speaks the same. So this could be Junior and that's also because Chris has changed his teeth. So he speaks more like Nelson Mandela now. Um so, <laughs> <laughs> that people. Um, so yeah, so uh, it's going to be something. And I had done our Connor talks, but if he said he didn't like Nigel, you know, like he's going to like going to run out of breath at any moment. <laughs> I said to him, he does that thing. He does that thing. I like that. Nigel, no, 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 does that thing, and he goes, then he go really deep. He go really deep. And he goes that. Like, I can't breathe no more. You know, you know what story? When I did it, we hmm. I did a few with with. Uh, like charity things yeah. and uh, with Nigel and he's he's telling the story about this and that and I thought doing Christie Bank goes not yet not yet not yet <laughs> anyway in the end he, he gives me a little he gives me a little jab in the oh, kidney right I swear that he pulls it and I thought what are you doing man you could beat the hell out of me but I thought one thing I can do is I can take this whole audience from you so anyway cut a long story short 300 people in this Essex hotel all of a sudden I went right balls to this and I just did him and Eubank while he took a seat he sat down while I'm doing I'm doing him doing that and I'm going to say this I'm say this you listen to you ugly man don't you call me ugly right so there was all this going on and he uh, wraps it all up big round of applause he gets up he starts clapping and Nigel's probably listening to this he starts clapping right and he comes up to me and he gives me a big hug with his face turning away from the audience and he goes if you ever 
do go with the net brilliant <laughs> he just wants to kill that's me that's fantastic uh, Jonathan when you came in you noticed that we were on the 17th floor and it's interesting because <laughs> and you were a little bit concerned because we share the same fear of heights yeah and how does that work in terms of Gantries, because mm. I remember you know, I, I, climbing the gantry up to Park. And well, I coming it. up here today, because I thought you, I always thought you were in the Shard. Right. So I thought I was going to have to go up the Shard. And I stood outside and Terry said, we're going to the news building. I thought, oh, thank God for that, I don't have to go up the Shard. I'm, I, I don't like it at all. Mm. So if we're in a, if I'm a, a commentary position that's very, very high and very near the touchline, I cannot look over the edge to the near touchline. I have to do it from a monitor. Because <laughs> really? otherwise, you'll, you know, you'll hear... You'll hear uh, Robertson clearing for Liverpool down the right. <laughs> well, famously as well, good. Great commentary. Famously, the worst gantry that you would never go up is now in front of the Gilbert and Rose stand, which is the West yes. Stand Thank at Southend. See what I did there? Yes, we're very good. Yeah, Thank you, Terry. Not jumping on the comedy bandwagon, no, 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 but are. that that is if you've ever you've seen it, Charlie. Yeah. You? That little it literally is a, a ladder. Onto some scaffold. I, I mean, you I've would got, not go up. When there. you were doing, when you do, I think we should get Eubank and Ben onto the uh, JPNT football friendly yes, lunch. Yeah, we go out for so. lunch. That'd be nice. Are yeah. we going to take it out? They you can could, pay. You could do. You could do. You could just... I could fit there doing them to themselves <laughs> and all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We did the one. We've had the one lunch so far, and we did get. Terribly, terribly drunk. Yeah, yeah. That one's. You're not allowed just to go for lunch. Yeah. It was six hundred quid, right? <laughs> you don't have to record it. It was in Bugatti's <laughs> restaurant in South Croydon. Very other restaurants are available, but it is the best. And uh, it was six hundred quid, I think, and about forty quid of that was food. <laughs> no, but I love, I love the fact that I love the fact that because um, we had our guest, we totally, he, 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 uh, JP bought Tony Gale. And I bought, um, I bought Paul, 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 ha, 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 Castle. You can't not do that. No, 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 no. It's just a, yeah, a, a, a standard yeah, joke. Paul really well, so yeah. Paul came, and it was quite funny because uh, you know Paul's lovely, and you know he's he's got he's done all right for himself. And he did say, "Do you want to do you want a hand with the bill?" And I went, "No, nah, it's all right." That's multi millionaire. That's fine. We got it. Because we're running out of time, but we should talk about women's football because, yeah, you, as Charlie said in the break, there you've been a pioneer of that and. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. I mean, I remember doing England down at Portsmouth, and and it was so badly organised. It was, you know, that I we couldn't get the I think it was Bulgaria they played, and we couldn't get the Bulgarian team from anyone, and, and so I had to blag being an FA official, go up the tunnel and say to the Bulgarian team, "I need your I need your eleven. Uh, are, you, are you a member of the English FA? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I am." Give me your team. They give me the team. I've walked out. The English FA official is looking at me down her nose. But it was like that. It was all. It was all a little bit um, shambolic. And then it's become this unbelievable product now. Um, the European Championships were great fun. Uh, I was lucky enough to do the final for the World Feed. We got over 120 million, I think, worldwide watching. Amazing. Did games for the BBC as well during the tournament, of course, um, as I have done for the last 10 years. And um, it's a privilege to be there and to watch some of those players who I've seen since they first come through. Mm. And when they won it, I, I was crying. I was blubbing yeah. like a baby. Wow. Um, and it was uh, I was with Anita Sante for the final. Uh, it was a terrific player, ended with injury, and um, such a lovely lady. And and they are, you know, they, it's, it's like, it, I'll tell you what it's like, boys. It's like being with England in the England Men's Hotel in 88, which I was lucky enough to stay with Bobby Robson. The players were so approachable all those years ago. Uh, you mm. could have a laugh. You could be with them. Yeah. 
and it's like that. It's yeah. like that. Mm. It's, they, they're right. just like that. They always go over and see the fans afterwards. It's, it's super. It's absolutely. It's to see that development, and if you've been there since day one, it must be absolutely brilliant to see that. It is. Yeah. Now the big question, Charlie. WSL needs to fill stadia because if it yeah. doesn't, that legacy will quickly diminish. And how do they do that? They've got to. I, I think they've got to get more games, small women's games in the in the parent stadia, which they're doing a little bit more this and season. And also in the afternoon, I, I tried to book some tickets recently, and I did actually for the Chelsea West Ham game to take my grandchildren, the women's game. Yeah. But a lot of the games are at seven o'clock at night. That's no good for kids. Sunday night. I, I, I still think they need to. I mean, the pitches are fantastic nowadays. I think they could put a women's game on. The, the clubs will say no, this is impossible. But women's game on at. Twelve o'clock, yeah, and like they do the hundred, yeah, same and do and do that. But uh, you know these things for the future. But they've got to take advantage of this moment now and move it on. If you were at Wembley Stadium a couple of weeks ago and were there and lived that moment, you you understand the importance of it because it was a very very special moment. Fantastic. Uh, the podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Yep. JP and T, the football friendly. Thank you so much for joining us Thanks this afternoon, us. gentlemen. And we've got Tony Pulis and Bobby Davro on that one. Did I say ah, that? There we are. Thanks nice. for having us together again. <laughs> together at last. <laughs> I mean, it's no, been exactly. Really Lovely. If you listen, bad Davra, yeah. I mean, you can't beat it. A mixture of an entertainment and football. It just won't work with it, Andy. It just won't work. You won't get anywhere with it at all. There we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through till one o'clock. Just heard Ben Fletcher leaving the studio there, Andy, going one hour till the weekend. Nice that he's happy in his work, <laughs> yeah, isn't tremendous, it? Tremendous, isn't it? Just looking, oh gosh. 
Got to do this hard job. <laughs> Talking about sport <laughs> for another hour. What can you do? There he is. That's where he is. There we are indeed. Um, I was going to say to you, uh, we've been asking for when you've done all the work and received uh, none of the credit. Or the opposite, which John Bez has told us, who's a Leicester City fan, I once got given an award in the school assembly for raising a grand for homeless people in Leicester. Mm. The teacher had made a mistake with his certificates and got me mixed up with another John. Oh. I literally did nothing to help, but I still have the certificate. <laughs> well done. Well done, John. Very nice. You mustn't cut into Martin's time. Oh, no, no, Martin. Oh, no. Has, oh yes. Oh, sorry, Martin. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we're joined by squad number nine, Martin Kellner, who's going to cast a wry, says here, a wry eye Rye. and a sideways Rye. glance over the weekend. Not a wry eye in the house. <laughs> and worst yeah. sport on TV. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon. If you've ever tried casting a wry eye and a sideways glance at the same time, you look ridiculous. You really do. You can um, look around the corner. Very good. What have you been watching this week? Well, let me tell me first of all a little bit of advice to uh, Fletch. Okay. Um, what he's doing it actually has a name these days. It's called quiet quitting. Yes. Have you have you read about that? I've read no, about that. Yes. Yes. Quiet quitting. Have you not read about that, Andy. Um, <laughs> No, it's interesting. It's when you sort of don't do the full job. You know, sometimes you say to me, what have you been watching on TV this week? And I say, well, nothing really. Watch Strictly, but that's about it. But no, this week there's been tons to watch. Uh, and if you're a young footballer in South London and you haven't been on a documentary this week, have a word with your agent. Two of them both came along together. There's one on Sky called One Shot, The Football Factory. And this is about young players being discovered playing cage football. As we know, quite a few uh, have been over the uh, over the years. Uh, the other one's about the Crystal Palace Academy. It's a cracking show. It really is. Uh, Channel Four. It's a Channel Four documentary. It's called Football Dreams: The Academy. Now. Obviously, it's mostly um, a sort of plug for the Crystal Palace Academy, but it does seem that uh, every single thing that you can do to look after the, you know, pastoral care and psychology and everything to look after the health of these under 12 footballers has been done in uh, what they call one intense year. But of course, you realise that, the, you know, the, there are three of them that they focus on, three of these kids, and um, you realise that. The chances are not all three of them will make it. Mm. The chances are none of them will, you know, none of them will make it. And that's, you know, that is just the, uh, the brutal truth behind these uh, academy schemes. Um, fewer than 1% of footballers picked up at a young age will succeed. Um, and they're such sweet kids. And they're, you know, they nearly all have ambitions for their mum. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're living in rented accommodation in South London with their mums in, I think, all three, well, in a couple of the cases, certainly, uh, and just want, want her life to be better. There's one, that, you know, and it breaks your heart because, you know, this, is, I, this has only been episode one that I've watched. And I think there are six episodes of this. Um, but, you know, very one of these... Kids is saying, I want to get my mum a Bentley SUV. Mm. <laughs> and you think to yourself, she does she just wants you to be happy. Yeah. yeah. She just really it's wants kind you of to sweet, though, but yeah. Yeah. It is saying. sweet. Um uh but you know, you, you, we know it's probably not gonna it's not gonna happen. But we we didn't see that and because the idea is that um it focuses on the Crystal Palace Academy. Obviously you have a lot of interviews with, with uh, Patrick Vieira and Steve Parrish. 
um, who says, arguably he's right, that South London is now one of the main two or three football hotbeds in the world. And when you look at the players that have come from South London, Jaden Sancho, Tammy Abram, Aravant Wampasaka, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Loads of them, uh, Mikael Antonio, who came a sort of slightly different route from the academy route. But um, South London, I suppose, can now be compared to some of the places, you know, in Brazil or Argentina that have been thought of in the past as hotbeds for young uh, footballers. Mm. Um, and given that, it was lucky to, you know, it was lucky they they sort of hit on this uh, this under twelves uh, academy at uh, Crystal Palace, uh, which I would say Crystal Palace obviously very much behind the documentary with them um but you know that it is going to be a human story some of these players will fail uh and there doesn't seem to be a plan b or much of a plan b it's not as far as the clubs you know as far as crystal palace is concerned i'm sure they'll do what they can for these players after their uh, after they don't make it onto the next stage um, but there's always the you know there's always a problem that uh, b- bigger players come in at, uh, at different age groups yeah. and take some of those places. Yep. Um, it's going to be heartbreaking. I'm sure it is. First episode, not particularly heartbreaking. Very interesting. But the 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 other documentary that's on Sky called uh, One Shot: The Football Factory. This is about footballers who sort of come up through the uh, cage. Uh, football system, if you like, just playing in the streets and all that. Uh, and the super scout Errol Johnson, who's a, a who scouts footballers, and is also a talk sport listener. Uh, I know that because good afternoon, Errol. Yes, good afternoon, Errol. Because <laughs> we could see him uh, driving to, uh, <laughs> and he says cages are the best. I mean, he would disagree with everything in the Crystal Palace Academy thing because he says cages are the best. Uh, that's where you really find a player, uh, and um, cage football sort of teaches you to get out of uh, out of tight spaces. And you see him take a team to uh, to Cheltenham. Um, to try and sort of audition, if you like. These are all cage footballers in South London go to Cheltenham, so it's a bit of a culture shock. To, not the races um, with Alan Brazil. Not the races oh, with Alan know, Brazil, right, okay. sadly. It's <laughs> uh, playing against... Playing football, uh, that okay, sure. Ch- we ought to move on, Martin, because we're running out of time. And let's, oh, already. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> all or not. I've done a lot on the first two, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Um, all right, get the idea. Enough. Yeah, I get the idea. Let me move on, then. Can I move on? You can. I watched All or Nothing. Uh, all or nothing. been in the I news. Mean, Yes, Amazon Prime was some millions in this docu- on this documentary, and you've given me thirty seconds. No, no, you've got basically thirty seconds. But yeah, well, it, it's all or nothing is now a brand, if you like, on mm. uh, Amazon Prime, uh, and uh, they hit the jackpot because they had a season with Arsenal. It was last season. We know what happened last season: beaten by Brentford in the first match, beaten by Chelsea, and absolutely thrashed by Manchester City. So obviously, they've got their story for, from the. Start, and that is that uh, Mikel Arteta is under pressure, and there's nothing that TV likes more than a manager under pressure. We've all seen The Office with um, with Ricky Gervais, um, but it's uh, it is interesting because if you'd watched the other two documentaries, you know about the young footballers, you can see what happens when you get to that um, that Bentley SUV level uh, from uh, the chats with uh, with Bakayo Saka, where he he's 
suddenly noticed that he can't, uh, to use his words, he can't do normal things anymore. Mm. And uh, he talks about going to a Waitrose in North London. And when he's trying to get out the store, there's eight of the staff waiting outside for autographs and all that. And, you know, that's Waitrose. That's not Pound Stretcher or mm. Morrison's. That's Waitrose. And I, I don't know whether he's talking about the Waitrose on Holloway Road, but oh, I've yeah. been in there. Wow. And uh, you get a lot of famous people. Now, I've seen Henry Winter in there. Uh, Francis de la Tour, yeah. who really? used to be I saw Martin Kellner in there once. <laughs> yes, well, well done, Charlie. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it, it does change your li- it changes lives. And, of course, the other great strand in the Arsenal or nothing thing is, um, I think, what's called, what posh critics call braggadocio, the uh, braggadocio of uh, Obama Yang, who we know, I mean, that's mm. what makes these things yeah, really good. you know what happens, yeah. yeah. You know what's going to happen. You know he's not going to be swanning around in his gold shoes and these big gold Porsche motor car or whatever the hell it is. Uh, that's, <laughs> not, that's not going to be... Is it a Lamborghini? <laughs> <Yeah>. Apologies. Apologies <laughs> to any motor dealers listening. I know we are very popular with that. <laughs> now as, very, as, now as a son been... of a car dealer, I do need to get those sorts of things <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> you absolutely do. Now you've only got um, a minute for the yeah, Commonwealth, the, yeah, Commonwealth closing, closing ceremony. ceremony. <laughs> right. Closing ceremony started with Claire Balding saying, "We are ready to rock." And I thought, you know, Claire Balding, she's ready for lots of things. She's not ready to rock. That's, you know, bless her, bless her. She's lovely at what she does, but she is not ready to rock. I don't think um, so and they um, they uh, they delayed the news, as I thought was good. They delayed the news for uh, a couple of minutes for Dexy's Midnight Runners, oh, who they they got back from Madame Two Swords, and they were doing uh, doing a number because of one of the famous uh, sort of Midlands bands. Um, but the sound was, you know, the, it was good to see all these bands, Black Sabbath and Dexes and everything. The sound yeah. was was pretty awful. Uh, and the only other thing I will say is, the uh, Claire was saying something at the at the end to to a panel. She said, "Well, that's part of the messaging." There was a little bit too much messaging. Mm, you know, okay. I don't like to. There was a little bit too much messaging because um, it was, you know, a multi sports event, which sports fans were all happy to see. Maybe they could have uh, pulled back a wee bit on that, but that's all I'll say. There we are. Martin, you you finished, you fit it all in the time. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Are you back tonight? Yes, back tonight at uh, 1am, but without my producer, Jed Mills. So he's off for a couple of weeks. So anything could, like the government, he's taking time off. So uh, anything could happen. (laughs) Anything could happen tonight. Very political, this show. It's really putting the boot in, aren't they? Really are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Done well, John, to work it out from Sky scoring. You never know what's going on. It's the worst graphics ever. It is difficult to work out. Maybe it's based on baseball. Let's find out. I mean, I don't know if (laughs) our next guest will know. Of course, that music is Todd Macklin's music. Hey, Todd. Charlie, Andy, how you guys doing? Very, very well. We're in the middle of a heat wave, Todd. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're going to have a heat wave. I think Monday, Tuesday, because that's when Harry Styles is scheduled to perform. In Toronto, and I would guess it's going to get pre- like pretty loud down yeah, there. I, I can't hot. think of a bigger artist in the world right now. So mm. we are uh, we're we're pumped for Harry Styles. Well, can't we, wait. <laughs> will you be down there singing Watermelon Sugar? Hi. I will not be down oh. there. I know. And listen, I got a 21 year old. Her and her cousin have been trying to get tickets. Uh, it's tough. Like I said, I can't think of a bigger artist. Then you get the you know the ticket touts know yeah. that he's popular, so they're. Right, jacking up the prices, oh, yeah. and 
then, you know, online, you're never quite sure if you're buying legitimate tickets. So listen, uh, I, my daughter and her cousin will continue to search for these tickets. So exactly. yeah. they're going to have a good time. Totally. Yeah, good luck. So yeah. uh, well, this clip went viral in the week and I saw it and I, you know, and I, and I had a slightly different reaction to it than, than Andy did. Um, but there's the little league baseball player who, who hugs the distraught pitcher. What's happened to us? <laughs> Honestly, it's baseball. It's an, it's an empathy voice going on in the studio. No, no, because this this kid's pitching and he hits the batter, which happens in baseball. He didn't do it deliberately. And the kid yes. was perfectly all right. He got up. And then this other kid on the mound, the one who threw the ball, not the one who got hit, he starts crying. You think, you haven't actually done anything to him. Well, so, you know, it's not... No, it's yeah, empathy, Andy, understand. isn't it? He's oh, worried for, for his friend. And the crowd came up and the fans and the manager comes over. You think, oh, for goodness sake, don't play baseball then yes well i will say this charlie the majority of people had the opposite reaction of andy they actually <laughs> thought it was a pretty good moment and remember andy i should point out these are these are 10 to 12 year olds right it's 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 so yes you're right you normally you would expect the guy who got hit to be upset but as he was getting he got up he was okay he got up to first base or walked to first base and noticed the pitcher was visibly upset. Mm -hmm. So he went out and, and uh, just said, hey, listen, I know you didn't mean to do it. Everything's okay. And and most people, again, I will say most people thought it was a pretty nice moment. In a week of, of pretty good moments for baseball, I, I, I don't know if you guys know, they had the, the Field of Dreams game yes. mm -hmm. at the field in Iowa uh, last night. It was the Cubs and, and the Reds. And listen, both those teams are bad. You know, when they did it last year, it was the Yankees and White Sox. Oh, and yeah. you, you put the Yankees in anything, it's a big deal. They had all kinds of home runs last year. You know, you had two terrible teams. You know, it was a 4-2 game, but again, it was the magic. It was the magic of the movie field of dreams, being on that field. And for the Reds and Cubs, who are not going to play an important game this year, it was a pretty great moment for them to be able to to be in that spotlight because that, that's a game that was showing, you know, obviously in in north america but mm. all over the world because it was you know so played at such an iconic field it'd be great yeah. if um, they did the field of dreams game and, and no one turned up you know i i mentioned you know i i i mentioned the quick thing about harry styles and tickets you know ticket this was a i think they said it was a reds home game now the average ticket price for a reds home game was about 39 dollars this year uh, tickets for this game, because there were so few people, it was, you know, $800, wow. something wow. like that for a ticket, right? Because there's so few people and because it's such a, you know, such a big deal, the game. Uh, did Kevin Costner appear from the sort of... Oh, yeah, that was amazing last year. He yeah. did last year, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't this year. Uh, I know he did He did a tribute to, to Ray Liotta, who had died earlier this year. But they had Ken Griffey Jr., who was an iconic player for the Reds and his father who also played for the Reds they came out from the corn and also the two teams guys which is again like the visuals of this game is what mm. it's all about it's not you know what happens in the actual game it's the visuals of all, both teams coming out of the cornfield Johnny Be the great Johnny Bench who's a Hall of Famer for the Reds the great Ferguson Jenkins who's a Hall of Famer for the Cubs they were part of these festivities coming out of the cornfield then they had a you know Ken Griffey and his father playing catch a bunch of other people playing catch which again that iconic moment where kevin costner has you know plays a game of catch with his dad in the movie uh all recreated and again all great moments 
um, last yeah. night. It was a great thing to watch. It must be a thrill if you're a player, you've grown up watching the film, you know, it'd be absolutely fantastic. Um, Ryan Reynolds is the, uh, I know I'm a big National League fan over here, the, the, which is the, the uh, division and the league that, that Wrexham are in, Todd, and uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney have bought Wrexham. I don't know how much you know about this, but uh, the, the documentary is out in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, we've got a bit of audio here where he tells me, he, he didn't tell his wife. I remember showing up, seeing Blake and saying, you know, I have, I have bad news and I have really bad news. <laughs> uh, the bad news is I slipped into someone's DMs again. Um, the really bad news is that, you know, I might have bought half of a fifth-tier national uh, football league in Wales. <laughs> what was her reaction? Uh, not good, Rob. No. No, not, not great. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're still and working through that one. <laughs> yeah, so that was on, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, but Rob McElhenney was sitting in for, for Jimmy Kimmel. That's what happened there. Um, how big is this story uh, in, in, in the US? It's big. I, I will say, too, Charlie, I, it's skewed for me because Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. I'm Canadian. So it's a big anything he, he does is yeah. a big deal, especially in Canada. But it is a big deal. Listen, we've talked about it a lot on this show over the years. Buying buying into to English clubs, obviously the Premier League are the ones that people buy into. But, you know, there, there's a lot of other clubs that have been bought into by, you know, celebrities or or people with a lot of money here in North America. So it, it's a big story. And listen, we should say. She was an upset he bought she uh, that they bought Wrexham. I mean, great club, right? I think their whole thing is she was upset because she probably wanted him to have the discussion first before mm-hmm. he bought anything. Yeah. And she's got to be over the moon. I saw uh, Wrexham won their first game, right? They beat Eastley. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? that? Is it. They be, yeah, they More beat them two one. Yeah. So and, and you, you know too, there's a FX is a channel over here in North America, and yeah. they're going to have a show. Welcome to Wrexham. That's uh, I think it's premiering later this month. Yeah. So listen, I think it's all good. And uh, how could you stay mad at Ryan Reynolds? Right, he's T- just too nice. Todd, I'm a big Talkie United fan. I want you to become a Talkie United fan just to, to hold up the Canadian end of the Talkie United fan, <laughs> fan club when when all the Wrexham fans come. We've got time for one more. In, in very briefly, Antonio Brown reshares the biggest regret of his career. Yeah, and and he talks about it, and you would think his biggest regret is that time he walked off the field after a, a disagreement with a coach. He says, no, the biggest regret, and we don't know if he did it or he actually liked it on social media. He said his, he shared his biggest regret. I couldn't watch myself play. It would have been like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> well done, mate. Yeah, pretty full of himself. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He can watch it on the telly, can't he? Brilliant. It was an amazing yes. moment when he walked out in the middle. It was the middle oh, of a game, wasn't it? Amazing. Incredible. There, there we, we are. Todd, Thanks, you've been Todd. fantastic. Thank you so much. See you, boys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Thanks for having me, Andy. Pleasure. Lovely Thanks, to Sean. be on the well Friday. Done. Lovely to share the studio with you. Uh, Paul's back Monday, and I'll see you Tuesday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.